Good morning. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Today is a new day, and we're coming together today to celebrate God's goodness, His love for us. His love for us never changes. And wherever you are today, I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you to those who have sent messages over the last week even. I've been talking to people from New South Wales, people from Georgia, people from the United States, in, uh, in, in, even in Colac. People are joining with us for these services. And I want to say thank you so much. You know, God is doing some amazing things in us and through us and around us. And we want to give Him praise today for all that He's doing um, today and every day. Because He is a great God. He loves you. He understands your challenges you face right now. I really encourage you today, as we, as we sing, as we declare God's goodness, to, to receive this and to be encouraged in Jesus' name. You know, for those of you who join with us normally and, and come here to CFC in Colac uh, each Sunday over the years, you'll know that on the fourth Sunday of the month, which it is today, we have a, a missions offering. And today we, we're going to have a missions offering, even though we can't give physically, although you can go to the Commonwealth Bank and deposit some money there or, or drop it off at CFC if that's what you do like to do. But we want to have an offering today to, to give to other places, other, other churches and other nations that are currently going through difficulties and struggles so much greater than our own. Just this week we've been able to send some money over to the Philippines and in the last couple of weeks uh, to to help provide food for families who aren't able to work, they can't leave their home, they don't have financial reserves to, to buy things, and right now their government isn't providing food for them as, as, and, and resources and finances for them as we are so, so blessed to receive here in Australia. And today, as we have this offering, I really want to encourage you, if you currently are out of work, if you're, if you're feeling like, Andrew, I've got nothing to give, then please don't feel compelled in any way. Don't feel guilty for not giving. But please, would you join with us as we pray for those in other nations right now that are really going through absolutely horrific situations. Just this week, I was talking to a pastor who uh, is living in another nation, and they're working with people that are living in, in difficult situations, and they've been told to ration out their food for the, the time that it thinks they think it will be before they can leave the home and, and work again to buy food. Uh, so please, would you join with us now as we pray? And please check out the details on the screen there. You can click on the Give button to the side of me there. You can go on the CFC website and just click on that Give button. You can choose to give to missions through that, or you can give your normal offering through that as well. But please, would you join with me now as we pray for them and as we stand together as a church uh, to bless and to give generously to those that are really in desperate need right now. God, we thank you for your generous provision, Lord, for us. God, we thank you that we are so blessed in this nation and that the, the the support that we are receiving, Lord. Um, Lord, it may be hard at times still for us, Lord, but we are so blessed. And God, we just thank you for the opportunity we've been able to have over the last few weeks even to give to, to families, to hundreds of families, Lord, in other nations that are, are without food and, and needing support. Lord God, we just pray that even through this physical provision, Lord, that you would spiritually help them to understand and receive your love, Lord, at this time. Lord, we just thank you for those churches that we can partner with in, in other nations, in Papua New Guinea and Philippines and, and around the world, world, wherever you give us opportunity, God, that we can give and support these people. God, we just pray for, for provision. We pray for a breakthrough. Lord, we pray for this virus to be gone in Jesus' name, that people could be free to work, that people would be free to, to earn a living and, and buy the food that they so desperately need. God, I just thank you for putting, just putting figures on our hearts, Lord, that we can give maybe even sacrificially, that we can give to support our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world today. 
And we just uh, pray that you would use this money for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so blessed. And this morning, even as we give of our, of our, of our resources, we want to give our praises to God. And right now, we're going to join together in song. We're going to sing God's praise because He deserves it. Um, so I want to invite you right now to stand to your feet. Let's declare God's goodness, His grace, His mercy. Let's praise Him. Let's join together in song wherever we are today. God is with you and let's worship Him. Let's give Him thanks because He is a great God and He deserves all our praise. Let's sing together now. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you that you will lead us home. God, we give you praise today. We want to behold your greatness, God. We want to remember your greatness, Lord. And Lord, I just pray today that as we spend this time together, that you'll continue to speak to our hearts, Lord, that we would see you greater. That, Lord, we would see that, uh, that you are so big, that you are so much greater than the challenges we face. And that you would speak to our hearts, that you would bring courage, you would bring boldness, you would bring the life that you desire for us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say again this morning, thank you so much for joining with us. Um, right now as we record this message, it's a, it's a little earlier than we normally record it because uh, of a certain wedding that was happening just recently. And uh, so this morning as I speak to you, the, the, the restrictions on lockdown are, are, are beginning to ease. There are, there are signs, there are, there, are, there are dates being put in place and, and I believe school is going back tomorrow for some of you even. And... Uh, you know, it's, it's uncertain times, it's, it's exciting, but we're cautious, and uh, you know, this is, I think, the 10th service that we've done online now, and it's, it's been a difficult time for so many, but you know, the word is still going out, and I want to say thank you for sharing these messages and for, for joining with us as we do these services. The last time we met together was on the 15th of March, and it, it feels like so long ago, um, but we will meet again, and uh, let's be excited for that day. I was talking to one person just the other week who was saying about how, how they're just kind of getting used to doing, doing school at home with the kids and, and as crazy as it sounds, it's kind of, they've got into the normality of the, the doing life at home thing and just as we're getting used to doing life at home, suddenly there's, there's a new change and the goalposts shift again and it's kind of like, well, now, now what does it look like? And, and it's, it's a difficult time, there's, there's constant change, the goals are shifting and, and you know, that's life. Change comes, we adjust, and life goes on, but it's difficult. It's not easy. It can be frustrating when you can't see the way forward, when you're not sure what it looks like. Sometimes it can feel like we're, we're in the dark and we, we just cannot find the way forward. We don't know the way forward, we can't see the way forward, and it's difficult. It's just like we're, we're waiting for someone to just come along and, and turn on the light switch so that we can see and understand, okay, this is how it is. This is the way I've got to go, and I can do that. But sometimes it's not like that. I wonder if you've ever had that dream where you, I've had the dream of, of uh, it's dark, and, and in the dream I'm trying to find the light switch, and eventually I find the light switch, and I flick it on, but nothing happens. And, and it's so devastating when you're in darkness and you can't find the light to see the way forward. And maybe some of you feel like that today, but I pray that today God would bring hope. He would bring courage to you. And, you know, the situations we're in may be overwhelming, it may be, it may be scary to you today, but as the title of our series says, God's desire for us is that we would be not afraid. 
You know, just as God said to Joshua before they crossed over the Red Sea, uh, over, the, <laughs> over the Jordan River, um, God said to Joshua, Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you. He goes ahead of you wherever you go. And that's God's word to you today. Be strong and courageous. God wants us to be not afraid. And that's the title of my message this morning is Not Afraid to See and Not Afraid to Be. Not Afraid to See and to, to Be. We've been looking at the book of 2 Corinthians, and we're up to chapter 3 this morning. And Paul writes to the people in Corinth, he, he shares the love of God with them, and then he goes away, he can't be with them, so he sends this letter to encourage them. And you know, they're going through different situations to we are right now, but I believe the words that Paul spoke to the people in Corinth, those, those same truths, those same realities can bring encouragement and life to us today. You know, I don't, don't just want to speak a word of inspiration to you this morning. I don't want to just give you a, a little catchphrase to live by and say, it'll be all okay. I, this morning, I want to read the book of 2 Corinthians with you. And over the, this, this series, we're reading the book of 2 Corinthians so that we can dig into God's Word, so that we can understand His plans for us, so that we would know God ourselves and be changed by Him. And this morning, I pray that it will be like a light shining on your life this morning, that it will be like a light switch is turned on, that you will be flooded with hope, that you'll be flooded with, with joy, and there'll be a, a freedom come into your life as we, we read this passage and as we continue to journey through this book of 2 Corinthians. So I just want to pray now before we read together. Lord God, we just thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful and effective. And God, we just thank you for the words that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, that we have those inspired words that we can read and be encouraged by, that we can learn about who you are. And God, we just thank you for speaking into our situations today. We thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit to to breathe life into us today, even as we read and, and look at your word together. Just thank you, God, for touching our hearts, molding us and shaping us for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got your Bible there, I encourage you to open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, or you can read along on the screen, but I encourage you to open the Bible. Let your, let your Bible be something that you pick up regularly. If you don't have a Bible, download one, and you can read along with us too. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. Paul says this, Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ, showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of His new covenant. This is a covenant not, written of, not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. The old way, which with laws etched in stone, led to death, though it began with such glory 
that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared to the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so that they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. You know, last week we had a, a great message from Pastor Craig Rochelle about what are we carrying, that we're all carrying something. And we want to carry the message of the gospel, the, the good news about Jesus Christ. The week before that we talked about forgiveness and being the fragrance of Christ, being led in triumphal procession, announcing God's goodness to the world around us. And point number one this morning is that God wants you to be free. God wants you to be free. He loves you. He wants you to have freedom in His name. He wants you to understand the freedom that He died for you on the cross for. You know, verse 17, it says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty, some translations say. When I first came to this church, we had the, that verse up on the wall. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. But, but what does Paul mean by that? What does it mean, freedom? What is freedom? This does freedom mean we can do whatever we want? Does freedom mean that we can just do whatever we feel like, whenever we want? There's no limits, there's no boundaries. I don't think that's what he means by freedom. I looked up the dictionary definition of, of freedom. The first definition was the power or right to act or speak or think as one wants. Fair enough. Number two said the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. The third definition was the state of not being subject to or affected by something undesirable. Now, I would say true freedom is being able to think and do what you like with an always good and beneficial outcome, positive outcome for everyone. I think that's true freedom. True freedom is to be able to, to in your heart, do what you desire, but know that, that that desire and that action will always bring about good for all, everyone, for, for yourself and for everyone around you. Um, you know, we, we can do things sometimes, we can feel like we're free to do things, but if we're free to do something and, and it brings pain to someone else, it's, it's, it's not true freedom. 
If we're free to do things and it causes injustice for others, it's not freedom. If we're free to do things and it brings uh, chaos to others, I don't think that's true freedom. So how can we live in that freedom that Christ died for us to have? What does it mean to, how do we experience that? I just want to read verse 16 to 18 again. He says, Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. In other words, uh, so there was, there was a wedding just last weekend. And a, a bride, as they come down the aisle, they often have a veil over their face. And you, you can't see the full beauty of the bride. But as that veil is lifted, the, the beauty of the bride on that wedding day is revealed to, to be seen. And God wants us to see His beauty. God wants us to see His, his the full amazing, glorious nature of God for that veil to be taken away. And as he says, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So, when we turn to God, God takes away that veil. When we turn to Him, He allows us to see Him, to see His love, to see His grace, to see His forgiveness and His mercy. When we turn to Him, He, he reveals His glory to us. The veil's taken away and we can see God. And as we see God, it changes us. It transforms us. And we are made more and more like Him as we look to Him. As we see His glory, we begin to reflect His glory to the world more and more. If we want to be people who live by the Spirit, who live in freedom, we need to look to Him. We need to look at Him and be transformed. Point number two, God's Spirit transforms us so that we can see and reflect God's glory. I wonder if you've ever got mad with someone, as a kid, of course, not the kids do that. Kids listening today, I'm sure you wouldn't ever get mad and, and do something silly. Um, but maybe at some point in your life, you, you got mad with someone and, and you felt like hitting someone. You, you felt like it, so you did, and you hit them. Or maybe there was a moment in your life where someone had been doing something that really uh, it was, they'd hurt you, they'd said things about you, maybe they'd, uh, they'd done things, and you had that moment where you had the opportunity to get back at them. They'd done something and it was obviously wrong, and you could say, there, there you go, this is just like them all the time, and you, you just decided to drive it in there because you had the opportunity. You had the freedom, but that's not the freedom that God's talking about. That kind of freedom, that t doing those things is what the Bible calls sin. And, and taking our freedom to do things that brings pain to others is sin. It brings destruction. It brings pain. It brings chaos into our world. And that's not the freedom that God's talking about, that Paul's talking about. Paul says about Moses, he had an amazing experience with God where he had to veil his face so that the glory of God wasn't too bright for people to see. But now he says God wants to transform us by His Spirit that we would shine for His glory. Not to be veiled, but to let the glory of God shine out of us by the way that we live. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, let's turn there. 
Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And then Jesus goes on to, to talk about how he didn't come to abolish the law of Moses, but to fulfill the law of Moses, that uh, our righteousness, uh, unless it's way better than the Pharisees, will never enter the kingdom of heaven. But it's, we, we receive his righteousness through faith in him. He says he doesn't want us to hide our light. He wants it to shine for the glory of God. He wants us to see him, to be changed by him and reflect his light, his love to the world around us. Moses put a veil over his face so people would not see the glory of God. But we are called to live boldly for the glory of God. You are called to live boldly for the glory of God. God wants you to know him. God wants you to see him, to understand his love for you so that you would be changed, so that you would be made whole, that you would shine out the, the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the glory of God to those around you. Verse 7 and 8, Paul says, What God did through Moses was glorious, but what God is doing through you is even more glorious. What God did in Moses was amazing, it was, it was spectacular, but God wants to transform our lives in a way that is even more glorious than what God did through Moses. I think on that point, we just need to, to pause and just be careful to, to hear the very first part of what he says in chapter 3. Paul talks about those who are promoting themselves. They're writing letters of recommendation and getting others to, to, to write letters of recommendation to those around them. And you know, we live in a global world, if you hadn't noticed. We live in a world that is a global economy. We have global viruses. We live in a global world, and it's, it has its challenges, as we've discovered. And it almost feels like at times that we live in a world that it's, it's promote yourself or go unnoticed. Promote yourself or be ignored. You know, you go for a job interview, and uh, unless you promote yourself, unless you're willing to to, to promote yourself to the, to the employer, you, you'll be ignored, you'll miss, you won't get the job. And if you, if you have a business, if you're selling a product, you know, if you want to pr sell your product to your neighbour, it's not just about having a great product, you've got to promote your product, because your competitor isn't just the person down the road, your competitor as a business is, is every other business in the world that sells that product. We live in a, a global world, and it's... it's a promote yourself or be ignored society sometimes. So how do we be Christ-like in, in this world that we live in? How do we be like Christ? How do we do what Jesus would desire of us in this world that is so much about promoting ourselves when Paul says, don't promote yourself? John 17, Jesus talks about being in the world but not of it. In 1 John chapter 2, it talks about living in the light, being children of the light, and uh, being in the world, but, but not loving the things of the world. And God wants us to, to be different, not to just to do what everyone else in the world is doing. So how do we live in this world of self-promotion and, and, and self, um, 
trying to find fulfillment in things and, and not be like it. Paul says, look to God and let your life be changed. Look to God. Don't look at the things around you. Look to Him. Look at His glory. Look at His love. Look at His grace and forgiveness and be changed. Let your life be different. Now, we've been talking about not being afraid. And, and Paul says in the beginning of the chapter, beginning of the chapter about how we don't make ourselves qualified, but God is the one who's qualified us. And I want to encourage you today, maybe you feel like you've messed up, maybe you feel like you're not good enough, you're not a good public speaker, whatever it might be, you, you don't feel like you could do whatever it is for God. But God is the one who enables you. God will transform you as you look at Him. He will use you in, use you in ways you had never expected. And I want to encourage you to be not afraid to see His glory and to be for His glory. How do we live in a world of self-promotion and, and love of things and not be like it? I, I, I don't want to tell you a list of things to, to say or not to say. I don't want to give you certain things. You, you, if, if you're thinking this, do that. Or if, you, if you're going to do this, do that. But I want to say this. Read the Bible. Look at the Bible, read and discover who God is. Understand what He is like. See the things that He's done and be changed. Now, just this morning, I was reading in Ephesians 5 about children of light. And as you, as you read God's Word, as you're reminded day by day of, of who He is, of His goodness, of His mercy, of what he's, he's able to do, His power, the things He's done in other people's lives already, you are filled with hope. You're given courage. It, it changes you as you read His Word. I want to encourage you to pray, to talk to God about the challenges you're facing, to be open with God day by day, just to, to ask God to lead you by His Spirit. And when you, don't, when you don't know what to pray, just pray in the Spirit. Just begin to lift up your voice to God and, and praise Him, thank Him, talk to Him through the day, and you will be changed. I believe God will give you a spirit of courage and not of fear, that you will be strong and courageous as you look to Him and be changed. I want to tell you, if you're, if you're wondering, how do I be in this world but not of it? Follow Jesus. Look to Him and be changed. Shine for Him. As a church, how do, we, how do we be in this world but not of it? How do we boldly declare the Word of God without promoting ourselves? I think it's about pointing to Him. We want to boldly, it's why we do church online, it's why we're doing these services, so we can encourage one another in who God is and what He has done. It's not about us, it's about Jesus Christ. He is our hope, He is our source of forgiveness and eternal life and everything good. He's our comforter, He's our strength, and we want to boldly declare who He is. We want to promote these services, we're going to share these services as wide and as far as we can so that more and more people will hear about the love of God, even for the very first time. You know, over the coming weeks, isolation limitations are going to be lifted. They are, they are already being, being lifted. And we, we still can't meet together as a whole church. There's well over 100 people as we gather together normally on a Sunday morning. And it may be months still before we can all get together as a church. But what I want to ask you this morning is that would you pray with us? Would you join us in prayer about the way we can go forward in the coming weeks and months? We don't know the timeline of these things exactly, but 
I believe we have an opportunity that as groups of 10, groups of 20, maybe even groups of 40 or 50 are allowed again, would you pray about how we could do church in different locations, not just at 33 Kants Road, but in different locations around Birigara and Barongarook and Biak and Alvey and, and, and Simpson and Swan Marsh and, you know, if you have, if, wherever you are today, maybe you're in a polar bay, maybe you're in Lawn, maybe who knows where you are, but if you live in any one of those areas or if you have a heart for those places, would you pray with us about how we can do church as we go forward? We want to boldly declare God's love for the world around us. And at this time, I believe we have an opportunity to do church in our community, to be the church to those around us. You know, we, we're going to continue to do these video services, but you don't watch church. You, you can't watch church. Our prayer is that these videos, this, these messages, this, this service would help you to be the church. And as we get to see groups of 20, groups of 30 get together, would you pray about how you could gather in, in your location, where you are? Maybe you'll be in Colac East, or maybe you're in Colac West, or who could you invite to join you with, for these services? Maybe there's others that are part of the congregation already that you can invite to say, hey, we're going to come and just have fellowship together. Maybe you're going to even have a, a meal together, or a barbecue after the service. But who outside of our normal Sunday services, could you invite and say, hey, you know what, our church, we're, we're, we're starting to meet together in homes and we're just being encouraged as we meet together. And do you want to come over and just watch our church service and be a part of our service and, and have a meal together? You know, it's been such an isolated time for so many people. And I, I encourage you to extend that invitation to somebody and join with us as we meet in different locations as we go forward. As I said, we can't do that yet. You can have five visitors in your home, I believe, right now, unless that's changed by the time this recording goes out. But as it goes forward, let's be ready to, to be used by God, to declare boldly His love, His mercy, His grace, that others too would know the freedom we have because of Jesus Christ. We want to see our lives change, but we want to see other people's lives change, touched by the glory of God, so that we would desire the things of God that we could live freely, that we would have joy and peace that Jesus came that we could have. What a great God we serve. What a, what a glorious opportunity we have to be for His glory. Can we pray together now before we sing this next song and join in communion together? God, we thank You for Your amazing grace. God, we thank You that Your Holy Spirit is here with us now. And that, Lord Jesus, your freedom brings, your, your spirit brings freedom. Your spirit brings liberty. You change us. You mold us. You shape us for your glory. Lord, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah talks about how you are the potter and we are the clay. And God, we, we just want to surrender to you today. God, we say, have your way in us. Mold us and shape us for your glory, God. God, we thank you for all that you are doing in and around us right now. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would use us all the more. Help us, God, to boldly declare your love, to day by day that we would look to you and be changed, that we would be filled with hope and courage, that we would be filled with confidence and boldness to declare who you are. And we just thank you, Lord, that we have this confident hope in you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life upon the cross 
that you rose again victorious and said, it is finished, and that our hope is secure in you. Well, God, I just pray that you would just touch our hearts now as we prepare ourselves to take communion together. And we just thank you for this time. Just thank you, God, for molding us and shaping us. Lord, leading us in this week ahead, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you join with us as we sing this song? But please, whether it's your first time joining with us today or not, whether you've uh, been joining with us each week, I invite you now to go and just prepare yourself for communion. Maybe you've got some bread or a biscuit. You could just go and get those things, that, that symbol that reminds us of Jesus' body that was broken for us. Maybe you have a, a cup of grape juice. Maybe you have some fruit juice or even just a cup of water that you can go and get. That, that cup that reminds us of Jesus' blood that was poured out for us upon the cross. You know, God is with you wherever you are right now. God is there with you. His Spirit is God sees all people. He is all places at all times. God is there. And I just pray that you would allow God, you would ask God right now just to touch your heart as we sing this song and prepare ourselves for communion now. Let's do that together now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, freedom is not being free from all limits and having no boundaries. Freedom is being held by the one who loves you and desires everything good for you. You know, just the other week, uh, Nathaniel had a, a pretty big stack on his bike and actually knocked out his uh, two front teeth pretty much. And uh, as he's sitting there on the side of the road, as he's sitting there on the side of the road, blood pouring down out of his mouth and skin off his arm and leg and, and pretty miserable, freedom for him in that moment was not to have no limitations and no, no boundaries. Freedom in that moment was to know that his dad was there and he loved him and he, he, I could just put my arms around him and give comfort. And you know, the freedom that does God desires for you is to know his love, to know his grace and his forgiveness, to know that Jesus came and gave his life on the cross so that you and I could be set free, that his body was broken, he rose again victorious and that we too can have forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus Christ. Freedom is to know His love, to be changed by Him, and to live this life for His glory. And this morning as we eat and drink, we celebrate His love for us, that we can be free, that we can live for His glory. Lord God, we just thank You for everything You've done for us. God, I pray that You would just bring revelation again of Your amazing grace for us, Lord. Thank you that we are free through your love for us, Lord God. We just thank you and we declare that our trust is in you today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's eat and drink together now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray that you would just bring hope to those that are feeling hopeless. To those, Lord God, that have been feeling like they're in the dark without a light, that God, this morning, that you would just bring that sense of a way forward in Jesus' name. Just thank you, Lord, that your word is a lamp to our feet. And day by day, Lord, I just pray that as we read your word, as we pray, that God, you would continually just shine your light, shine the light of your love into our lives and just fill us with hope. Lead us forward for your glory, we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you much. Thank you so much again for joining with us today. 
it's, it's such a privilege to be able to do these services with you and please continue to share and, 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 and help other people receive this message, receive these services. Um, you can click on the button there just beside me if you'd like to fill in a care card, if you'd like prayer, if you'd like someone to pray with you now, you can click on that prayer button beside me on the screen there. Tonight we're going to be joining again for The Chosen at 8pm. Uh, join us again then if you can. Let's look to Him and be changed. Let's be for His glory. God loves you. We love you. And I pray you have a great week. God bless.